Hey friends, Ashton Gustafson here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. This is episode 231, 231. Grateful that you are here. If it's your first time, come on in. If you've been here a while, you know what to do. Today I wanted to um today I wanted to do an episode called If You Know, You Know. And as best as I can, I don't have a lot of notes. I mean, this one we may be we may be in and out in a hurry on this one. But it it, it I was reflecting recently on um my personal journey um of moving uh from a um call it a worldview, call it a, uh, uh, an, maybe an existential angst. That's not right. Um, a, uh, there was a time, maybe, maybe just a time period. There was a time in my life where, uh, one of the great questions was, what do you believe? What do you believe? And not only was it important for me, boy, oh boy, was it important for uh, those around me. What do they, what do they believe? Uh, do they believe these bullet points? Do they believe this way? Do they believe this happened? Do they believe that this happens if that happens? You following me? If you're in the Bible Belt, you probably know what I'm talking about. And like all things, uh, like like all things, we um, we move in life from one stage to another through great love or great suffering. And if I'm honest, um, back in the, back in those belief days, back in the belief days, um, I don't think I had truly suffered. I mean, like suffered, suffered like the dark night of the soul stuff. Um, like the ground is shifting beneath my feet, um, and I'd experienced great love. My, oh my. Buckets. A life of love. Um, but I'd, I, I hadn't really experienced true suffering. And then I did. <laughs> and then I did. And when that happened... All of those beliefs, um, it wasn't that they were put to the test. It, it wasn't that they uh, um, were found null and void. It's that I, I, I went through something, and I came out on the other side, and I was able to look back and say, now I know something to be true for myself. I had a lot of beliefs, a lot of ideas about how the world, how reality, how the divine, how life worked. And then I had some suffering. And I navigated that for about 18 months. This was 2012, 2012 to 2013. And I came out on the other side with experiential knowing. And so I wanted to share today, like, <clears throat> one of the things that frees us, 
um, on the other side of, 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 of suffering, of challenge, um, of difficulty, is you do move into a world of liberation. And, and, you, and, and you know, Father Richard teaches this. He says, once you experience the first death, the second death can do you no harm. Paraphrased. Once you know, you know. Once, you, once, you, once you've lived the joke, you get the joke. <laughs> and I had all sorts of thoughts about life and death and um, renewal and rebirth and all of these different things in that cognitive belief category. But the problem with cognitive belief is, is life kind of becomes a classroom. We get our Bunsen burners, we get our school books, we get some chalkboards, we, we come at everything and, and we separate everything. Everything is separated, right? So in the cognitive belief realm, you know, we believe that water is hydrogen and oxygen, and, and you kind of dissect those two things. Um, and, and you can go, yeah, you see, when, when you put some hydrogen with a little bit of oxygen, uh, see what happens? That's water. But then you have another conversation of experiential knowing about water. You, you, maybe you visit the Isle of Capri, and, and you see the waters that Shakespeare said are the bluest known to man. And you know. You know that you know. You see the difference? And so I, I think there's a, there's a freedom ticket here this morning. There's a little bit of liberation. Um, because the, here, here, and this is, this is the other two thing. The side of cognitive belief is all about certainty. I'm certain oxygen, hydrogen together, I'm certain they make water. And certainty sells, Right? Like, it's really good. Uh, There's something the ego, the psyche likes about being right, being on the right team, wearing the right jersey, casting the right vote, uh, living in the right country, living in the right zip code, having the right job, having the right title. It, it, those, those cognitive belief things, they, they, they love certainty. Certainty sells. The experiential knowing side of conversations, I, I say it isn't certainty that emerges, it's a calm. It's a calm that emerges. Because you have clarity now. So don't let's not confuse certainty and clarity. Certainty, the, the ego loves it, right? And anytime someone is selling you some certainty, I promise you, it's going to feel a little bit like, hey, I, I'm telling you this, and now if you do this with this, this is what you're going to get, right? Get the certainty. So guy shows up in the room, whether it's business, religion, politics, doesn't matter. When he says, hey, so this, 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 and this, plus your reaction response to this, 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 and this equals certainty. <laughs> We're all on the pursuit of that. But I'll tell you, uh, at some point, through, again, great love or great suffering, we come out on the other side, and the new voices we look for are ones of clarity, 
and they're always calm, very loving, obnoxiously patient, peaceful, kind, gentle, hospitable, generous. And you know that they know. And then something happens. A mirroring happens. Their clarity and calm gets mirrored to you. And you know that, that it's available for yourself. See, I've, I've, there, there's, I feel like I have a lot of conversations with folks as of late um, where we get frustrated maybe at the past seasons of life. At the, at the cognitive belief Ashton stage, right? Uh, and that's easy to do. It's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to say, why didn't someone say this? Why wasn't I given that book? Why didn't I know that? And the truth is, um, a lot of that is just a bad question. Uh, but it, it, there, there's just stages of life that we go through. But anything that you would consider to be good, true, and beautiful in your life, I promise you at some point... It was mirrored to you. It's not that people that are stuck in a cognitive belief stage are, 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 um, we need to label them as wrong or incorrect or not helpful. No, like they're doing the best they can. But we need to arrive with a mirrored language of what is always and already available. In the cognitive belief stages, we always have a thinking problem. <laughs> a thinking problem. And the thinking problem is always, I need some certainty. Give me some more certainty. On the experiential knowing side of things, you realize that all things are one. You're just mesmerized by the water. You're not caught up in the H2O conversation. You're just mesmerized at the miracle of water. Now, you can take that metaphor as far as you want, right? That maybe you just have to get it in the water, and then you can get it everywhere else. Maybe, or let's say this, maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you just got to get it in the bread. Maybe you just got to get it in the wine. And then you can grant it everywhere else. I think it was St. Augustine that said, you know, it was finally after about 10,000 times he took the bread and the wine. He realized, I am what I eat. <laughs> That's good. I read R Rilke, uh, Rilke this morning, a poem I read. Oh, what's the line? I think he said, God grows in the beauty we behold. Guess what else grows in the beauty we behold? You do. So cognitive belief stage, concepts of the divine, are always this me and it, me and God. There's this separation. Experiential knowing, you get more of an I, thou, a subject to subject. There's not the subject-object space. You get this subject to subject knowing. <clears throat> I think it was, um, oh gosh, uh, it wasn't Teresa of Lisieux. Catherine of Genoa, is that her name? <laughs> I, maybe she once said, my deepest me is God. 
Meister Eckhart said, the eye through which I see God is the eye through which God sees me. You see the no separation? You know that you know. There's no separation. This is good news, my friends. This is good news. So as you navigate your days, as you navigate your life, I think we can move into all realms of it, work, life, religion, politics. And the easiest thing we're going to do because of the culture that that we happen to be in at this point in time is to choose a jersey, to choose a side, to cling to a label. But I hate to tell you, actually I love to tell you, I love to tell you that you and whoever else is involved is far more interesting than that. Way more mysterious than that. Undefinable, if you will. But yeah, I'm John the insurance salesman. Well, first off, let's drop the insurance salesman, and then maybe let's talk about dropping this John thing. Let's get to know who you are were before that name, who you are without all of those things that have been bolted onto that. There's the nameless you lives in the realm of experiential knowing. And for those of you that have navigated life and you've seen that great love and great suffering, you've you've had the nameless you mirrored to you. You know that you know. So today let's trade in some beliefs. And let's swim in the great deep blue waters of experiential knowing. Namaste. Till next time. 